0: We turn to the KRDO Newsline, where as we uh, continue to bring focus to some of the national uh, headlines that are going on, uh, one thing that came out on Friday is we learned how much former President Trump is set to pay in the uh, loss of that court case in New York City. We have correspondent Scott McFarlane joining us now. And Scott, that's just one part of the legal woes affecting the former president.
1: It's a half-billion-dollar legal woe for the yeah. former president if you include the interest payments and all the other time that may elapse while he challenges. But none of it appears to be denting his political standing. seems pretty bulletproof when it comes to financial judgments and his politics. Here's the thing. And there's really no way of getting around this at this point. There's indications in the polling that a criminal conviction, not a, not a civil conviction, but a criminal conviction could impact his political standing, but right now it's a coin flip, whether that federal criminal prosecution, the election subversion case here in Washington gets to trial before the election.
0: And, and that really is kind of the crux of it, because uh, there are some who say that this was President, former President Trump's strategy all along is to delay all of this and, and to kind of push the ball, kick the ball down the the way every single time.
1: He's pretty good at that. I mean, if nothing else, he's good at throwing sand in the gears of the legal system. And he's done so successfully in this 2020 election conspiracy case, which was to be the first one to go to trial. It was supposed to go to trial two weeks from today, but it's been put on hold indefinitely while he continues this Don Quixote style challenge of presidential immunity, which the appeals court pretty much laughed off the. uh, off the docket. The Supreme Court is now considering, and nobody really is of the belief the Supreme Court is going to allow for full presidential immunity from crimes for former presidents, but it's taking time. And now that the trial off the calendar, it's going to be a process getting it back on the calendar. I think the most ambitious time frame would have this going back to trial if the Supreme Court doesn't tie this up much by June or July. But now you're cutting it real close to an election, and that may cause other uh, bits of heartburn from folks who don't think you should have a trial of a major party candidate that close to an election. Mm.
0: And, and in the meantime, I mean, what are the uh, realistic expectations that Mr. Trump will ever have to give up uh, close to that amount? Because uh, he, he's going to appeal this.
1: Yeah, and he's going to tie it up in appeal. But if I'm, if, I'm, if my reporting on this is consistent <laughs> with what everybody else is saying, um, yeah, the, the cash register keeps dinging. During the course of the appeal, there's interest that will accrue. and The price tag will go up during the time this is being appealed. Um, Or he's just going to delay the inevitable, which is (laughs) eventually he's going to have to pay these damages if the appeals court doesn't overturn the verdict. And even being the president will not allow him to pardon his civil verdict. He's going to have to pay even if he wins the election. This may be an inevitability more than a likelihood.
0: All right. And now turning to Congress, because uh, Congress suffered a setback in its uh, well, at least the House did in its efforts to impeach uh, President Biden. So tell us about that.
1: I mean this genuinely and only um only half jokingly, I should say. I'm um, not sure at this moment with its narrow margins and its political toxicity, if the Congress could pass a resolution to agree that the sky is blue. There is that much animosity. <laughs> And that much gridlock mm. in a U.S. House in which only two or three votes make the difference and in which there's this much political divisiveness in which primary season is beginning. So to do big things like impeach the Homeland Security Secretary took a couple tries for the U.S. House and is headed nowhere in the U.S. Senate. The impeachment inquiry into President Biden has seemed to stall out. And one of the key elements was this FBI investigation of alleged bribery by the former president not only did the bottom fall out of that allegation, the person who was making it is now charged criminally with lying to the FBI. Then there's a matter of a government shutdown deadline 12 days away and Ukraine aid, which has stalls in this Congress that could not agree the sky is blue. There's no real path forward on any big or hard thing in Congress, so perhaps no consequence that they're on recess for the rest of this
0: month. And in the meantime, uh, the business, some of the business that we are expecting to get done uh, seems to be uh, being put by the wayside. For instance, uh, aid to Ukraine, aid to Israel. I mean, those are uh, major issues that need to be resolved.
1: And they're complicated for this reason. The U.S. Senate has passed tens of billions of dollars in needed aid for Ukraine that the administration said was needed last year to ensure they don't run out of bullets or munitions as they fight Russia. Even though a critical mass of U.S. House members would likely approve this and make it law and make it reality, it's House leadership that decides what goes on the floor and what does not. Right now, Republican House leadership is disinclined to put this on the floor because their own members, a majority of them, don't support the initiative. Even though there's a sufficient number of Republicans, along with all Democrats or nearly all Democrats, to make this law, it's the leadership that controls the floor. There may be some efforts to try to work around them, but for now, they're stuck.
0: Mm. All right. Well, Scott McFarland, a lot of uh, key issues that we're working on and looking at uh, as the world watches, too, because these have worldwide impacts, global impacts. Thank you for joining us here on KRDO's Morning News. Anytime.